Welcome to the City Edge Church podcast. For more information, please visit our website at cityedgechurch.org.au. We hope that you enjoy this message. Well, we're going to dive into the Word now. And uh, I want you to turn with me to John chapter 11. John 11. There's a great passage of Scripture around Lazarus. Uh, and Lazarus is one of Jesus' best friends, actually. He was, a, he was a great friend. He loved him very much. And uh, this is a story around when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And uh, it's an amazing story because uh, there, there was a, a real connection that Jesus had with this town of Bethany and uh, with this family of Lazarus, Mary, and Martha, these two sisters. And um, I love this story because what happens was is Jesus was, was about two days' journey away from Bethany. He was ministering in another town community. And, um, and what happened was is that Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus to let him know that Lazarus was sick. And, um, and, and, and the word that came to him was this. It said, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. Now, I, I, it wasn't like, hey, Jesus, just want to let you know there's someone in town. He's, got, he's sick. Next time you come through, uh, can you just stop and pray for him so he can get healed? Now, can you notice that there's extra on this? There's like some extra sauce added on top, like your parmigiana. You could have some good marinara sauce on top of it, okay? And, uh, and, and there's like extra sauce on top of this because it was like, hey, Lord, he whom you love, you know, the guy you love, one of your best friends, he's sick and he's dying. And, and, and it's kind of code in this because what it's saying is, is that whatever you're doing, you need to stop it right now. You need to drop everything and you need to come back to Bethany and you need to heal him because he's, you know, he, he's the one you love. So you need to come home now. Now, Jesus gets the message, uh, but he, he says, yes, thank you, uh, you know, but doesn't do anything about it. He actually stays two extra days wherever he is, keeps ministering and doing what God needs him to do and then travels the two days back to Bethany. So by this time, Lazarus has died and he's been dead for four days. He's wrapped up like a mummy and he's already in a tomb. All right? So how many know that's like, that's over. It's done. All right, funeral's done. Like he's, he's in the grave already. The stone has been rolled in front of the tomb and he's already dead. And Jesus comes back into town and Martha runs out to meet him and greet him uh, because, man, can you imagine as a sister, she's grieving. Her heart is broken. Her, her brother has died. And, 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 and not only to top it all off, they sent word to Jesus and he didn't come. He didn't come when they said to come. Can you imagine the, mo- the emotion she's going through? What she's feeling in that moment? So here's, here's what it says in John 11 Uh, 20 to 22, it says, Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. I love that spirit. I love that heart that she carried. Even though she's dealing with emotion, she's dealing with a lot of grief and hurt, she's upset. But to say that statement at the, at the end, that, but even though, even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. See, you cannot proclaim something over when God says it's going to live. You cannot proclaim something dead 
when God means to resurrect it. See, we've got to understand that God is powerful and nothing's over until He says it is. The devil might be trying to tell you it's over, but the devil doesn't have power over what God says. And Jesus says the cross has the final word and the cross proclaims victory. The resurrection proclaims victory. Victory over our lives to say, hey, it doesn't matter what the circumstances look like because if God says it's gonna live, it will live. We just gotta unite our faith with what God is saying. Two things I wanna bring tonight, and the first is this, is that breakthrough is about God's timing. Breakthrough is about God's timing. Martha and Mary are waiting anxiously for Jesus to come back, and He doesn't come back. They're, they're, they're longing for the miracle. Who's ever had to wait for something? We live in a real instant age, don't we? We don't really like waiting for too many things. We like our instant McDonald's, instant coffee. We like all that sort of, we like it quicker, all right? And, uh, and, and even though we may like it that way, sometimes things don't always go that way. You know, waiting for things is not easy to do. It requires patience. It requires us to really dig into God. And, uh, and here, Martha and Mary, they're waiting for God. They're waiting for Jesus to move in this situation. You know, a week ago, um, Kate and I, uh, we bought a new trampoline for our kids. And, uh, and, and it was, came in boxes. And, and so uh, I said to the, my, my sons, I said, sons, yeah, boys, uh, you know, on Saturday, we're going to put it together. We'll put it together Saturday. So they're like eager. They're just waiting, like waiting for this new trampoline because the other one died and we sent it to its grave. That one was meant to die. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so we get a, got a new trampoline. So it's like, oh, wow, this is awesome. And they were so pumped for it. But on Saturday morning, I'm usually kind of finalizing my message and getting things together. So I'm in the home office and I'm like, and the boys every 10 to 15 minutes come in and knock on the door. Hey, Dad, you ready to put the trampoline together? I'm like, hey, Man, it's honestly been 10 minutes since you lost me the last time. Give me an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Is that okay? Set your fit, you know, your watches. Hour and a half. And like, okay, yep, yep, Dad. Okay, no worries. 10 minutes later, hey, Dad, you ready to put that trampoline together? Yeah. And uh, it just kept going until I was done. So that afternoon, we went out to put the trampoline together and I uh, thought this would be an hour and a half tops. Hour and a half tops. Now, if you're a parent and you put a trampoline together, you will know it is not an hour and a half tops. I'll tell you what, man, I, I looked at the YouTube clips on this thing. I was reading the instructions. Actually, baby, I was reading the instructions. I actually did it. Usually I'm like, I know what I'm doing. It'll be fine. What's to it? It'll come together. Who's like me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, putting your Ikea together. It's like, oh, what do they know? It's like, this thing together. And next minute back finding the instructions. Where did I put that piece of paper? Yeah, and, uh, but I actually did. I went out, I read it, I looked at it. Man, I must have put that thing together. Had to take it apart because the springs are in the wrong space. And then I put it together again. I got to the point where I was prepared to lift the trampoline up, put it in my neighbor's yard. And if he put it together, he could have it. Because I was done. All right, and we finally put it together. It took patience. It took self-control. Thank you, Jesus, for the fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> self-control to put this thing together. But man, we don't like waiting for stuff, do we? But here we can see Mary and Martha, they're in this situation. They're waiting for a miracle. Man, it was desperate, a desperate situation when it's your family, your brother who's dying. But you know, the emotions that would have been going through Mary's life, 
Sometimes when we're waiting for God to move in our lives, we can feel emotions. There's a lot goes on inside of us. One of those emotions may be, man, man, why aren't you answering me, God? Have I, have I not done all the right things? Have I, not, have I not prayed enough? Did I not pray enough? Did I do something wrong this week? Did I do something bad? Have I not positioned myself right? Is there, is there a reason why my prayers seem to be falling on deaf ears and you're not hearing me? You're not, you're not hearing what I'm saying. You haven't turned up. You haven't moved. Not only is that emotion, it could be the reversal. You might think, God, don't you care? Don't you care? And this was a situation with, with Martha. Jesus is like, man, you stayed two extra days. Do you not care? How come you didn't come back? But sometimes when we're always looking at through natural eyes, we fail to see the supernatural. Because whatever God says, man, if I have meant for something to live, I don't care if it's naturally dead. I can bring dead things back to life again. I can restore things again. I can renew things again. You might be thinking to yourself today, man, I, I don't know. Uh, you might be looking at your business, your business. I don't know if it's going to live this year. I don't know if it's going to keep going this year. But I want you to know this. But if God has called it to live, it will live. It will live. You cannot proclaim something dead when God has called it to live. You might be looking at any situation of your life, maybe healing in your body. You might be saying, oh man, it's been so long. I don't know if God has heard my prayers. I've been prayed for so many times. God, are you going to move in my life? Hey, you don't know. This may be the year. This may be the night that God is going to heal you. God's going to set you free this night. And your heart to wait patiently for the Lord. There's something powerful in it. We can't sit back and say something is over when God has called it to live. And so here we see Jesus turns up into town and it's like, hey, it's not over. I'm here. I'm here because breakthrough is about God's timing. And I'm going to share a scripture that I believe is going to minister to you when it comes to waiting on the Lord. I love this scripture. Isaiah 40, 27 to 30 says this, Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God? Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? His understanding is unsearchable, He's sovereign. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, He increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. See, there is a supernatural power when you choose to align your heart and mind in faith every day. You might be praying and believing for a miracle, but if you, let you, if you can rein your mind back into who God is, you can rein your heart back in to say, Lord, I'm going to have faith today. I'm going to believe it. Maybe yesterday it didn't happen. Maybe it didn't come yesterday, but today I'm going to believe again. I'm going to believe again. You know what? When you position your heart like that, you are positioning yourself for the supernatural. You're positioning yourself in the flow of God's blessing, promise, and power over your life because you are choosing to say, I am, I am coming in faith as I wait on the Lord. I just know that it's your power that renews my strength renews my thinking, renews the way that I can, I can live this life, but I can live it aligned with you. And when God's timing is right, the miracle happens. See, sometimes we think God's late, but God is never late. He's always on time. He's always on time because He's on the time that He has set. And sometimes we want it to be on our time, but we have to know that, man, I need to trust in a sovereign God. 
that when your timing is right, the miracle is going to happen. The breakthrough is going to come through because breakthrough is about God's timing and not our own. And we can trust that. See, I love Martha. I love her statement. Even though she was upset, even though she was dealing with a lot of emotion, she said these words, but even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. You know what she was saying? I don't know if you can do it, but if you want to raise him from the dead, I believe in you. I believe you can do it. I, I just, I, I've never seen it before, but I believe you can do anything. And see, that's, that's the faith that she had. And Jesus is looking and saying, man, I can work with that faith. I can work with that. And I just love the picture here that we can trust and there's a power and an anointing to wait on the Lord for His timing. The second is that breakthrough is about who you know. Breakthrough is about who you know. You know, I remember as a boy growing up, trying to fix problems sometimes and trying to get things done. You know, I remember all sorts of times when, when my dad, my natural dad, would rock up on the scene. And my dad's not a, da- not a man of very many words. He doesn't speak all that often, but when he speaks, it's always something good, all right? And, and, and my dad, many, on many occasions, he'd come at the right moment and he'd say, hey, Paul, why don't you try this, this, and this? And we're like, oh, you were onto something. I didn't read the instructions again. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and all these occasions, all these occasions, you know, my dad would come in and it, and it would be just at the right moment. I'm like, man, that's awesome. That's just what I needed. That was a great moment. See, I realized as a 10-year-old boy, that man, I got someone I know that's there to help, that's there to support, that's there to bring strength. He wasn't God. He was just my dad, a good dad. But at the end of the day, that's the kind of faith that we need to have with God. That he can do anything. And it's who you know. And you know God. Maybe you're here today and you didn't have a natural father or a dad on the scene in your life. I want to tell you that, you're, that maybe your dad, it's not, you're, 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 your heavenly father is not a reflection of your natural father. Your heavenly father is a perfection of what a father should be. That's what the father God is. And I want you to trust that today that maybe it doesn't matter what your dad was like because a heavenly father, he can be trusted. He's incredible. He's He's powerful. And see, there's something powerful about who you know. And so we take it here in John 11, 23 to 27. It says, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again, Martha. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And she said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who has come into the world. This is powerful because in this moment, Jesus is saying, hey, your brother's going to live. Do you believe that? And she's like, yes, I know that. Because all Jews believed that in the last days he would be resurrected uh, to, to a whole new world and a whole new creation. And God was going to do that. They all believed that. They all knew that. And it's a part of the promise that Jesus has for us, that he will return and will be raised into a new body, a resurrected form. And it's a powerful, powerful thing that God has for all of us as Christians. But the powerful thing is that Jesus wasn't talking about that. He wasn't speaking about in the last days. He was saying, no, no, you're not getting me, Martha. I'm not talking about in the last days. I'm talking about right now, today, your brother is going to rise from the dead. 
He's going to rise from the dead. And she's like, whoa, what? He says, she, he says to her, look at me. I am the resurrection and the life. I am life. Everything exists because of me. In John chapter 1, it says, in the, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Nothing was formed or created without Him. Jesus was there at the beginning. See, the words, let there be light, that was Him. Sometimes we miss that. That was Him. And Martha is having a moment in realizing that God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, was standing in front of her. It was right there. It's like nothing's dead if I say it's going to live. I created everything, everything you see, you touch. I created your brother. And if I want him to live a few more years and a few more decades, he's going to live. That's what he's saying. See, when, when we cannot proclaim something over when God says it's going to live. And breakthrough is about who you know. It's Jesus looking in the eyes of Martha and saying, look at me. Look at me. I am God. I am the resurrection and the life. Look at me. Then he walks over and he says, hey, move the, move the stone away. Roll the stone away. Rolls the stone away. And he calls and he says, Lord, in the, in the view of all these witnesses, the whole town comes out. whole town comes out. And he says, Lazarus, come forth. Come out. And Lazarus comes out all wrapped up in his clothes, in his, in his cloth. He must have hopped out. But he was alive. And I want to tell you, when Jesus raised him from the dead, that's not zombie stuff, okay? It's real deal. Healed. No longer sick. No longer in pain. A whole new life, restored, healed, whole, ready to keep on running, and He comes out. See, that's the power of what God does for us. That's the power of how He heals our lives, how He sets us free, how He renews us. And I want you to know tonight that God wants to heal people tonight. Maybe you've been physically sick or in pain in your life. God wants to heal you and set you free. When we anoint you with oil tonight, we're believing for miracles. We're believing for those miracles. Maybe you need restoration in, your, in relationships in your life, in, in your marriage, in your family. And you might be thinking, man, I don't know if this is going to live. I don't know if it can live, but God can restore anything. If He can get a hold of a person's heart and two people's hearts, He can restore, restore and heal. Because that's the power of the reconciliation of what the cross and what, what Jesus has done for us. He can restore. He can renew. He can make whole. Maybe you're looking in your finances tonight and things, saying, man, I just, I just never have enough. I, I'm not breaking through. I'm not breaking through. The Lord says, I'm going to break poverty off your life. I'm going to break it off your life. I'm going to shatter lack off your life, shatter poverty off your life. Some of you have lot ties, uh, generations that have gone back. It's like, oh man, this, we've never really broken through financially. May, no, tonight we want to believe God that those yokes are broken from your past. Those ties are broken from your past. You will know the overflow blessing of God. You will know His increase in your life. And the devil's power, the spirit of poverty will be broken from your life tonight. I declare it. And I want you to come tonight. If you know you want that set free of your life, come with faith and expectation that you can be free of that in Jesus' name. As people here tonight, you struggle with anxiety in your life. You know, I really believe that that's gonna break off your life tonight. That, that constant state of worry constant state of, of, have I done enough? Am I accepted? How, how will people see me? How will people look at me? 
Oh, if I do that, and there's just this constant worry. Well, the enemy has bombarded you and tormented you. But you're going to be free tonight. You're going to be free. And that yoke is going to be broken from your life. Well, the devil will no longer torment you internally anymore. No longer torment your mind with fear anymore. But you're going to be confident from this day forward. You're going to have boldness in your life. You're going to be able to get up and do things that you never thought you would do. You will not be bound anymore, but you will be free. And in Jesus' name here, the sun sets free. It's free indeed. You will never be bound by that again. You're going to be free. God's going to liberate and free people from anxiety in their lives. Depression, that's going to break off your life as well. Arthritis is going to break off people. Disease, sickness is going to break off people tonight. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? I don't care what the doctors have said. All I know what is what the cross says. And Jesus is Lord. And He says victory. Amen. And He's claimed that for your life already. So tonight when you come, I want you to come with expectation. I want you to come with belief in your heart that what you thought was over, God can bring a miracle. Amen.